Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. I'm just going to say, if we're going to talk about pineapple, I happen to know someone who happens to be in Hawaii right now. So maybe they could send you a couple. Oh, the Maui Golds are here. He, has, he buys them anyway. They're on sale a lot lately. So he's like, they were three for, for $5. And I'd be like, so you bought uh-huh. three and we already had two in the house. I was like, when are you eating them? And then, those take work to eat. They're not they that bad, though. No, I, he has he has one of those. Oh, we like oh, corn. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, he has two of them. Like he loves one for the kitchen and one for the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he loves. That's a rotor rooter. So what's really kind of funny is everyone has the whole argument about does pineapple belong on pizza? It does here's not. my view. Here's my viewpoint. That's I like I like sweet and savory stuff. I'm totally down with that. I have a problem with the texture of pineapple. Yeah. Like pineapple juice I'm fine with, but like Clark just hates pineapple nonstop. My biggest problem with pineapple is I don't like eating food that tries to eat me at the same time. <laughs> so I it just... can bit a bit acidic. Yeah. I'm like, I like it on its own. I, 90% of the time, do not like pineapple on pizza. The only time I have liked it has been with Todd, and that's when we put the tongue spank on it. Oh, that tongue spank. Awesome. That was delicious. What? It was a limited edition flavor. You can't get it anymore. I'm really sad. That's some bullshit. We are a Hawaiian pizza household here. You are? Yes. We are. Oh, yeah. My parents were Hawaiian pizza people, and I just, I don't know how I came out of that. I really don't. Again, I sit here and say, my boyfriend is is obsessed with pineapple. Obsessed with pineapple. Wants to get a tattoo of a pineapple on his body. His like, so what we're saying is this this design I'm doing for Sasquatch should be of Sasquatch pineapples. in a Hawaiian shirt yes. riding a bicycle. Uh, with pineapples Pulls on, on, on it. Okay. Yes. Oh, no, give him a pineapple hat, like a uh, chiquita banana or something. Oh, there like we go. <laughs> I like that. That would be fun. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know how long we've been talking, but I've been desperately searching for a segue into this episode, and I haven't I found know it yet. So. No, not at all. And it just hey, keeps I got going. one for you. Oh, right? shit. Okay. Yes. The author of this fucking book mm-hmm. is my ex-fiance and my current boyfriend's first name. Wow. Hey, there you go. Which kind of freaked me out when I saw his name was Jason Aaron, and I was oh, like, yeah. that's kind of weird. <laughs> Jason, Jason Aaron, he's a, he's a big name in uh, mm-hmm. in uh, like comics actually, which I was kind of surprised to see that's a picture a of him. Deal. Yeah, like oh, I don't know, like he looks manly. I, he's skinnier than I expected. I thought Jason Todd would be like this, or not Jason Todd. Jason Aaron yeah. would be like this big, bulky, like football playery kind of guy. And the photo I've seen of him, he was much skinnier than I was expecting. But he's got quite the beard going he on. He does. Yes. He does. Yeah. He he looks like he could be in like uh, um, Sepultura or. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those bands. Roots, uh, bloody roots. Yeah. Rat and Mahata yeah. came on my uh, playlist the other day, and I was like, wow, I haven't heard this shit in a long time. Anyway. Still a great uh, song. That is. Uh, but welcome to another episode of the Funny Books on Firewater podcast. We are continuing our month of Star Wars books for May the 4th Be With You. Uh, it's our second book. Uh, it's part of the new relaunch of uh, the Star Wars comics when they were uh, bought by Marvel. Um, and this is Star Wars by Jason Aaron. And uh, who was the re- artist? Anybody? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I'm on the front now. Hang on. Uh, I have it as Cassidy, whoever the fuck that is. Like the um, vampire? John Cassidy. John Cassidy. Cassidy. Okay, yeah. John Cassidy. Oh. Okay. Um, anyway, 
So we have, we're in four time zones today. Someone's uh, fancy. Someone is fancy. So going from earliest in the day to latest in the day, we have Mr. Todd in Hawaii. Yo. We have uh, Mr. Me in California. Hey. We have Mr. Thanks. Uh, we have Mr. Adam in Utah. Hello. And we have Mr. Just kidding. Mrs. Ms. Lena. I was going to see if I could make it work. And then I got that sultry look from you. It's not sultry. It's more, <laughs> you know what that, you know what that look reminds me of? That, no, that, I can tell you exactly what that look is. That was 100% um, Dana Carvey playing the church lady on Saturday Night Live. And that was the, oh, really? <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> Satan? Uh, that was the uh, look you just gave me. So, I will take that. Yeah. I love the church lady. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was the look I just got. woman ever relied. Oh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Total side tangent. Uh-huh. And I think Never it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Um, only because you brought up church lady. I got a handwritten note from a Jehovah's Witness today in the oh. mail. Ellen got oh, nice. one of those. Because since they can't come around and knock on your door anymore, yeah. they are now sending handwritten notes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, honey, I am the wrong person to be yeah. sending anything to. Like, I don't believe any of that shit exists. So. <laughs> yeah, Ellen got one of those in the mail, too. And she's like, I got a letter. It was sent to my address in Arizona and it got forwarded out here. And I was like, what is that? We opened it. It was like, it's a letter from a Jehovah's Witness. And I was like, do yeah. you know this person? Like, no, no idea. Yeah. It's like, okay. It, it, I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? And Aaron's like, what? He goes, what is this? And I was like, uh, basically, it's the code. COVID equivalent of a Jehovah's Witness knocking on our door. Gotcha. And so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I have a funny Jehovah's Witness story as well, but Uh, go ahead. Okay. So we're going to introduce her as the first practicing Sasquatch's witness. We have Ms. Lena. Yo. (laughs) Okay, Adam, go ahead. (laughs) No, so so my funny Jehovah's Witness story was when I lived in West Valley many, many years ago with, with my ex. This guy came and knocked on the door, and he was dressed really nice. And at first I thought it was a missionary, but then he was black, so I knew it couldn't be a missionary. Yeah, it couldn't be Mormon. Um, so I started talking to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, do you have a witness? I'm like, oh, I'm not really interested. He's like, oh, I've been here a couple times talking to, like, your roommate. I was like, what do you look like? And described my ex. And I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, that's, he's like, yeah, I've come over a couple times. We've talked for a couple hours, and I just thought I'd talk to you. I'm like, dude, I'm gay. You're barking up the wrong tree. He's like, oh, okay. And he was really nice and left. So then my ex got home, and I was like. What the fuck are you doing talking to Jehovah's Witnesses? Why don't you just say, like, hey, we're not interested? He's like, well, he was really nice, and I didn't want to be mean. I'm like, you can very politely tell someone no. Yeah. You don't have to tell them to fuck off, get off my property. It's like, I did it, and he was fine with it. He was really nice. Mm -hmm. But I was like, again, it was that... And whoever lived there beforehand would get the pamphlets of the mail for the Church of Scientology. Oh, interesting. Mm. And it'd always be an ad saying, if you sign up right now, you can save 50% off your first four Thetan levels and get to, like, level five for only $26,000. Oh, that's Jeez. Scientology. Yeah. yeah no, this, that was the other thing we got was the, the little pamphlets. And I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, $26,000? Like, oh, what a deal. I remember when the Scientology in Salt Lake Center in Salt Lake shared the parking lot with a sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> One of those was a better deal. Yeah. Just just totally side note here. Didn't know this, but uh, the origin of Jehovah Witness witnesses was from the 1870s in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. See, then you should be totally into it. You love everything Pittsburgh. It's your hometown, yo. I don't understand. It's the pits. They're saying that only. That's a terrible dad joke, Don. Oh my God, that's so bad. Sorry, continue. They're saying that only so many people can get. 
get into heaven. That's like their whole yeah, thing, 144,000. Right? 44, By the way, they're already there. You're I don't know why yeah. you're still recruiting people. It's heaven yeah. has now been closed. It's yeah. closed. Enjoy your life. Yeah. I just don't understand that this mentality of like I, I guess I could kind of understand it in the 1870s. Because everyone loves like a, a velvet superiority room. Complex. Yeah. They want a VIP room. They want a champagne room. That's what everybody wants. But there's no sex there. I'd see. That's that's Mormon heaven right there. Actually, that no, would be the opposite. Well, see, in the JWs, there's no um, windows on their meeting halls. So when the rapture comes, they don't have to watch people burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually. And you don't celebrate birthdays or any kind of special occasions. You don't want to celebrate yeah. anything. You just live, you live this weird life that you don't do anything other than try to recruit others to be in this cult. Yeah. To Are you not talking not about Not enjoy Mormons? your life. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Still not as constrictive as uh, Southern Baptist. So, anyway. I, I was Star I Wars. Southern Baptist. So, so yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. So, Star Wars. Uh, the other most popular religion in Utah. Uh, <laughs> as well, it should be third. It's third. Disney yeah. supersedes it. Yes, and Disney sometimes supersedes Jesus when it comes to Mormons. Really, it's like you know. No, that was the Beatles. Beatles. It's Jesus, Disney, they're not quite sure, and then Star Wars. Like, it's right up there. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, Adam, what is your uh, cocktail for this one? So, uh, it's kind of some weird uh, measurements this time around, but it's called Blast Him. Uh, you're going to take uh, a shaker with no ice at first. You're going to add 10 fresh basil leaves, two-thirds of an ounce of uh, Kettle One vodka, or you can be a cheap ass like me and use Barton's. Uh, two-thirds of an ounce of a black raspberry liqueur, a half an ounce of triple sec liqueur, a quarter ounce of Grand Marinier, uh, two ounces of cranberry juice, two ounces of strawberry puree. Now you're going to add the ice and you're going to shake the shit out of it because you don't want to muddle the basil leaves because that'd be too much. You want to just kind of bruise them to get the flavor in there. You're going to strain it into an ice-filled glass and then you're going to garnish it with freshly cracked black pepper. Okay. That is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, kind of get the little blast at the end of like the... Cause yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of places do like the strawberry and pepper thing mm -hmm. and then yeah. the, the basil kind of gives it that anise flavor. So Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, anyway, okay, well, so I guess we should go back. Basically, this comic picks up where uh, New Hope leaves off, so the Death Star has just been blown up, and this is the continuing adventures of Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, R2, C-3PO, um, and... Vader. Uh, well, and Vader, yes, but he's mainly covered in the book we read last week, but that's part of the same launch. Um, and this is the... starts out with them trying to uh, destroy a... Uh, like a weapons manufacturing... Yeah, weapons Depot. The, Wempos mm -hmm. Depot. And then they end up... Uh, going and trying to search for... Uh, well, Luke is looking for more answers about the Jedi stuff, so he goes home to Tatooine and uh, gets a book from Obi-Wan Kenobi's... Um, uh, basically gets Obi-Wan Kenobi's journal from his hut, and uh, Han and Leia go in search of a potential location for a new base for the Rebels, at which point in time, you get to meet Mrs. Solo. That's right, Han has been married this whole time, and that's the big cliffhanger this, episode, or this issue leads off on or this book leads or ends with. Uh, did I miss anything there? Nope. Okay. So, Mr. Day Drinker out in uh, Hawaii, which, how are you doing that at your father's house? I'm kind of curious. All right. It's, um, you guys are going to love this. Uh huh. My father has been collecting places out here because he's bored. So, it, that's not the same <laughs> house he's in. He has multiple houses in Hawaii now. What the fuck? Wow. Well, he doesn't want anyone to actually rent the place he is at. Uh -huh. So he's got 
purchased other places he rents out so it pays for his place so only he is at his place oh and he doesn't gosh. have to fork out money to pay for it for so he bought three other places to pay for his one place yeah so okay. we're at one of those Okay. Okay. Um, it's. I was wondering how you're day drinking at your dad's place, but uh, now that adds. Well, up. it's technically my dad's place. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, what is your uh, what is your drinking game rule? This place seems familiar. Okay. Every time you go to a location you've seen in the original trilogy movies, you should take a drink. Okay. Uh, I'm afraid of someone stealing mine, so I'm going to go for, go next because uh, I don't want anyone to steal mine because I'm very proud of it. Uh, mine is called Where's the Radio Shack When You Need It. Every time they mention needing parts for the Millennium Falcon or needing to fix the Millennium Falcon or why isn't the Falcon fixed yet, take a drink. Uh, Mr. Adam. So mine is called Nicknames. Every time they uh, use someone's derogatory nickname. So, for instance, Millennium Falcon, like Bucket of Bolts or something yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, and Lena. Uh, mine is uh, Ben. So anytime they mention Obi-Wan Kenobi, whether it be Kenobi or Ben or Obi-Wan, whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. It is quite more than I was expecting in this fucking book. The other one I was thinking was um, imposter syndrome. Oh, okay. Anytime Luke yeah. or someone else goes, dude, you're the man. <laughs> he just barely made Am it I? Yeah, it's like, oh. yeah, I gotcha. Am I? I don't think so. Yeah, cool. and then I, I almost went with that one, and then actually thank you because I had forgotten that one because we took a week off for this. Uh, my other one was going to be an elegant weapon for a more civilized time. Every single time someone fucks things up harder with a lightsaber than they did with a blaster. Yeah, that's that's a. Yeah. I actually I rewatched the original Star Wars um, while I was recuperating, uh, and uh, I noticed the line, and I know that it's there, but it, like it just seemed obnoxiously weird. Is the uh, the line where Obi Wan says, uh, "You know, those shots are too are are uh, are not are not accurate enough for light or uh, for um, stormtroopers," and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no, no, nowhere else in this universe can stormtroopers shoot for shit." Other than it that reference, anything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh I yeah, those I say they're they're too close. The blaster. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're too close, the marks. Yeah, exactly. They're too accurate. Uh, anyway, uh, who wants to jump at Lena? Is this your first time reading this one? Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, I liked seeing all the characters that you know from book. Like, technically, you don't really meet um, Boba Fett until, I think, the second movie, right? Well, it depends. The Lucas right. uh, expanded ones, he is now, they, they added him back in because there was a scene shot with an actor playing uh, Chewbacca, or with a uh, playing the hut and then they cut it out of the original cut and then if you have like the the version that's on disney plus now they've edited that back in which is part of the uh, the lucas enhanced version with the all the extra cgi effects mm. and all that shit so what about boba fat not jabba the hut oh is that oh sorry Did that's I... what i said yeah <laughs> fuck me i'm wrong fuck me i'm wrong i'm sorry no but they do okay. show boba fat in that scene they do show him because like then when he walks around they pan over and you see boba fat i'm pretty sure oh, Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm covering my own ass. If Adam's right, thank you. If not, you I apologize. Are, you're probably correct. I am not a uh, super. Boba Fett's an Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. That is. That's we know that for sure. Yeah. Five. Second movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I thought it was <laughs> the fifth like, movie. 
God. Uh, First movie, so, second cousin, once removed. Uh, yeah. So I, I liked um, <laughs> I liked the fact that they they did a good job with creating the tension between um, Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. You could really see it. Um, I liked, again, it's the same thing that happened with last week's book with Vader is you see him figuring out who the hell <laughs> Luke yeah. is. Yeah. And so it, um, and it's something that you just, it's, it's something again, and I said this last week that like when you watch the movies, you're like, oh, you don't realize there. He had to have this thought process because mm-hmm. he didn't know that Luke existed. They yeah. hid the kids. That was the whole point. And so right. when he finally realizes it, like who Luke is, he's like Obi Wan. I know it. You know. So yeah. it's really. He's like the fuck you say. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the fact he's like, don't you know the dark side always wins? And I'm going to be like, and when I read that at the end of the book, I was like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you were not like the way that, that that you were written in the in the fur in like the prequels. You were a bitch. Like the yeah. whole point of becoming yeah, Vader was to save your wife. Like this whole badass bullshit. I get it. It was what he was in the in Episode Four, but mm-hmm. like the whole premise of like the dark side always wins. It's like, well, yes, but it wasn't because you wanted power. It was because you want, you didn't want somebody to hurt the people that you love. Mm-hmm. So it was just, a, it was like that kind of, I was like, shut the fuck up. But like, yeah. You're saying that the, the one thing in common that Anakin and Luke have together is that they're both whiny little bitches. Okay. I got yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's true. Sure. Pretty much, but it was, but that was the, which just made me laugh. And he's like, don't you know the dark side always wins? And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? Um, I, I, I found, and I, I wonder if Todd agrees with me on this. I have found, and this is not in this book, but in the Clone Wars cartoon, Anakin mm-hmm. is a far more interesting character than he is in the movies. The Clone Wars ask, is such a better show than the movies. It really is. So, um, Sasquatch, when he runs on the treadmill, he watches, uh, he like watched all of Mandalorian. He's been going uh-huh. through all the Star He's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I said to him that you guys were like, Clone Wars is such a good show. So he started watching it. So I'll mm-hmm. have to ask him if he agrees. Yeah, I, I find it. F- it's a slow start, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it's, it really it's fine. picks up. Yeah, it's really it's fun. Great. Yeah, and if anything, yeah, the Clone Wars would be the only prereq really for the Mandalorian. The rest doesn't really matter. And see, I've never actually watched all the Clone Wars, and I know I need to. Like, I actually I bought them all because they were like a deal of the day on Amazon. So I got like all however many seasons for like forty bucks. Mm-hmm. So I have no excuse. And then Disney Plus, but I know you know friends of mine who've seen them. Like, we'll be talking about stuff, and they're like, "Oh, this, this, this." I'm like, "I've never seen it." And they're like, "No, you need to because one, it makes Anakin that much more interesting of a character, mm-hmm. and really starts to play more into more of like his downfall." I think we even talked about yeah. it. Last episode about I think we did, yeah. the way it happened in the movie versus when I did the novelization and then how you kind of start seeing the seeds being planted in home more. So yeah, it's it's on my list of the million and one fucking things I need to do. So yeah. I know there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm a busy girl. So what I will say what's interesting on me is I'm jumping in here with Vader. I mean, he gets upset again when he learns like the Skywalker names. Like, who did this? Skywalker. And like the glass breaks around him in the Starship. Mm-hmm. This artist isn't nearly as expressive mm-hmm. as the last one with yeah. Vader's unexpressive face. I'm like, yeah. the glass broke and it sat there, but I'm like, no, the artist that was doing the Vader series would have just been so much more impactful than that yeah. moment was for me. Yeah. And it well, was like it was in the Vader series too. Sure. As we were watching it with the Vader series, I'm like, and his art's not, it's good. His art. art's good. Yeah. I, I really like it's the art in this. Good art, but the pulling off of many expressions of Vader is hard. 
So yeah, I, I I will give you that. The one thing and I'm looking for the exact example, but there are a bunch of uh, sequences in this book where I think he makes up for it, specifically with Princess Leia's uh, facial feature like mm-hmm. um, expressions. There's one. And they're there's, flirting, non-flirting. Oh my gosh! There's it's one where she, where she says something. I think it's in the last issue. I'm trying to find it real fast, but I have this digitally, so I'm flipping through it. Um, but uh, like she's sort of like, oh yeah, okay. So it's um, yeah, uh, it's on 107. If you read it digitally, but like she has her back to him, and um, mm-hmm. he says something effective like, you know, he just, uh, uh, I just helped you blow up the biggest weapon uh, factory in the galaxy, and I put my name on the Empire's most wanted list uh, for you, and then. Her with this smirking, shit-eating, go fuck yourself. Uh, is that was days ago? You need to stop living in the past, Captain Solo. Is one of my favorite little moments in this. But like the facial expression on that is very Carrie Fisher, but also very sort of like yeah, yes. fuck you, which I loved. Yeah. So no, I thought that was great. And this playing this whole game of you can't have the spare parts because this is for the fleet of rebels, and you're not yeah. saying you're part of the fleet. So if you say you're one of us, then you'll yeah. get the parts. But I'm not exactly saying that. And Han's like, I'm not stepping into this. Yeah. <laughs> Right. This is a trap in its own way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's it captures their relationship wonderfully. And oh, yeah. I think that was the uh, strongest part of the writing was the Leia and Han Solo interactions. Yeah. Luke was all right. I mean, he seemed... Well, it's interesting watching it. I mean, he yes. did the <laughs> TIE fighter run and he was having fun with that speeder. But that speeder seemed a little bit more out of his... Um, too early for his comfort zone. Yeah. If I was to have any real complaint about that. Well, he's not a pod uh, racer. Oh, God. Not a pod racer. <laughs> no. Um, I think just I, I agree with you. I think the uh, what I liked about it is is that like you get to the next movie and all of a sudden Princess Leia is telling Han that she loves him and he says I know. Seeing the seeds of that romance it blossom more That's in the great. comics. That's a quicker developing re- uh, relationship. So there's more uh, places you can go with that in the comics. Whereas Luke is a far more gradual build over the course of all of the movies. So I yes. think you, you can't rock his character too quickly. And I think that ends up becoming like he just becomes very like task oriented of like I got to get from here to here and i got to do this and this so mm-hmm. yeah like i agree with you but i also think that there are limitations just with where this sits in the overall um the constraints of that yeah sure. absolutely so uh lane did you have anything else i kind of cut you off at one point in time no there is there's one thing that i did really like and it's um digitally if you're looking at it it's page 38 and it's between i think two of the the, the issues but it's the picture of oh that's one of the covers yeah yeah mm-hmm. of chewy and and, and Han like being like Shh, and Vader is like over top of them yeah. and I just laughed at it because it just kind of looked like something from Robot Chicken <laughs> okay um, yes it does actually I go back and look at it yes <laughs> yeah, it does. like it has that like here's a little co- like it's I'm, I don't know if it's supposed to be like you got to be like if it's supposed to be serious, but it doesn't look serious to me. Yeah, because Chewie's mouth is open. He looks kind of like he doesn't look worried, and they've got like all this. The, it's like the entire em- empire is behind them, but the two of them are like, Shh. like yeah, it just <laughs> seems so goofy. Um, and when I saw that, I thought that was funny, but I don't know if that was what the artist meant to do. With I mean, here's the thing: this is the s- the second issue of a new series. Series. Anything that's going to get eyes on your comic, I think, is is probably worthwhile. All right. And I think sure. that's that sort of sells the book without it giving away what the book is, and it's not completely leading everybody astray. But like, yeah. there's always um, as. Uh, Todd and I, who watch way too much of uh, Perch on YouTube, can attest. There's always like this huge numbers for the number one issue, and then a quick drop. 
And, mm. you know, if you can do a clever cover like that to try to keep some readers more on, more on you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah but well, that, wasn't, that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wasn't the first issue like one of the highest selling comics for Marvel ever? Uh, in it my was, understanding, it, yes, it's up there for sure. It did a million copies, the last one to do so. And I was reading up about that. I apologize for my background on this. Is like 400,000 of them were included in loot crates and other promotions. Oh. So they um, overshipped by 400,000 gotcha. copies. Where that actually popped in recently and got interesting is there's that new comic with Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. Oh, uh, the Berserker. Berserker. Yeah. Right. So Berserker, with its Kickstarter and its orders, if you um, discount the overship, actually passed out this passed up this comic. Oh, interesting. If you discount the overship, so it took Keanu Reeves to beat Star Wars. Okay, that's fair. Plus, I think there were like weren't there like seventy five covers for the first issue too. Oh, oh there I'm probably sure. were. There probably a bunch of oh, like variants and all sorts. Because I want to say yeah. when Maya was collecting them, like he he bought a bunch of them. Because I, I know he was doing the same thing with uh, Action Comics a thousand. Because there was a million. Oh yeah. And I got like I, the only one I picked up was like the classic retro like nineteen twenties looking or thirties looking sure. Superman. I but, think we got the same one if I remember correctly. I think we talked yeah. about that one that came out. Yeah. But I feel like there were a ton of comics. I I swear he was collecting yeah. them, trying to get every single one or something like that. Oh, there, there's there is too many variants right now. And that's the problem is that then that keeps the whole machine doing a thirsty for those things and it's it's a bad deal yeah i'm not i'm i'm really great with like a variant or two but beyond yeah. that it's we should yeah. stop yeah for sure uh mr adam what are your thoughts so going back and reading this was fun because i actually read these all uh individual issues when they came out and i was doing some research actually while we were doing this because this comic, the issue one launched in January of 2015, and then the first Vader comic of the one we did last week launched a month later. So these oh, pretty much did run concurrently. Yeah. And I, I do very much remember liking this a lot, and I still liked it a lot too. But for me, Vader was such a better comic overall. Like the run that was was a higher quality, not just like the, uh, like Todd, you mentioned with the artwork with you know, Vader being more expressive. And the writing was better. And again, maybe I'm just biased because like Vader is one of my favorite is my favorite character of all time. So going through this again, it was a lot of fun, and it was super cool. Like Lena, you were saying to see, hey, this is where these people are now in between the movies and kind of what's going on. But I kind of kept referencing back to what we did last week, and it's almost kind of unfair because if you were technically reading these the way they were supposed to come out, you'd be reading them, you know, issue one, issue one, issue two, issue two. Yeah. So when you get to the end of this and you see Vader do like the, you know, destroying the the whole front of the Star Destroyer, we already saw that from before and we knew the plot twist, but that for this one, answer that big question, like, hey, where, where did this come from? How did he find out? And I think one of the reasons why we're seeing Vader not quite as expressive in this is because this story is Han, Leia, Chewie, and Luke's. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is their story, sure. and Vader's the ancillary character, so he's there, and he plays a very big part. We're not going to deny that, but it's not about him. It's about them, so I can see why the artist would spend more time on the characters the actual book's about. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. I just I think we were spoiled last week with a book that was a lot better, uh, and you know, I'm sure Marvel kind of knew that, but they're like, hey, this is Star Wars. It's going to sell a million copies, even mm-hmm. if it's overshipped. Uh, and I don't, I don't have the the sales numbers on Vader, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's cool to see things. It's it's fun to watch Luke try to swear off against Vader. Yeah, <laughs> fail miserably. Uh, we get to see him do cool things with the Force about like full on stopping an at at with his hand while it's trying to squish him. Mm-hmm. Yep, and 
it's kind of funny to be like Han's so afraid of this person chasing after them and they go hide out and you know he and Leia are snarky with each other and you find out he's just so paranoid he's like oh yeah that's my wife yeah 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 so it's, it's a lot of fun so this book can really be summed up as as that word it's fun yeah and yeah I would, you know, if, if you're a Star Wars fan and you, you're not into comics and maybe you've been listening right. for a while and you're trying to figure out, hey, what, what should I get into? Vader would be my number one choice, but this is a good number two choice because this will kind of take you through where things happen. And this is re- like, I think this was the first thing that came out possibly uh, before. I, this is, I think, the very first thing that launched the whole, like, hey, this is now canon. This is like the legend yeah. stuff in a way. Yeah. This was the first thing, like, hey, this is actual now Star Wars lore. And for everyone pissed off about that, your, your, your book still exist you can still go read the actually the i don't know if you noticed this but they're actually re-releasing a bunch of those mm-hmm. marvel marvel is releasing like yeah. uh the, the epic collection so it's the old stuff they're releasing a bunch of that stuff now is so. it under the legends profile then still or is it i that i don't know for sure like but they dark empire just got released under the yeah. Epics collection yeah that it's probably it's probably like the comic version of the whatever the legend is so you can go back yeah. and you can yeah. read your trilogy and the star killer and all kinds of fun stuff and it's still there still you know have fun with it. i enjoyed a bunch of them uh, but no, this, this is people were trying to kind of finally be like, Hey, so where are they taking this story? Yeah. Uh, cause this all was before, for the force awakens. So, uh, no, it's, it's fun. It's entertaining. I, I think they did a better job with Vader and I think pretty much everyone here probably would agree with that, but there's nothing wrong with this. It's not bad. It's, right. it's a great book. I think we just were spoiled by if we would have done this one first and then jumped into Vader, I think I'd feel a little bit differently. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember this very fondly. This was a superior product. And I think that we should, we, we only did it the way we did because Karen Gillan did the uh, phonogram and then we used, mm-hmm. okay, let's go into something actually good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, Todd, I remember you were not happy with that book. Uh, <laughs> no, no it's, not so much. <laughs> it's Star Wars. And for me, I, I love everything Star Wars. I do need to hang out with Sasquatch because I know we'd have a blast. Just like, I want to play him in my DVD version of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit because the only person who gives me any run for my money is my buddy Joey. And even then, at the very end, it's like, it's like the very end, it's neck and neck. But I think I would love playing with him because it's like normal Trivial Pursuit, but then it's kind of like seen it. So it's he one day when we're. I very much enjoy that. He is uh, more of a Star Wars nerd than I thought he was. And then when he, <laughs> he's been hiding it from you, we were, we were packing stuff up in his place um, and putting stuff in his storage unit and found the Star Wars toys. So I, and still in their packages, still wow. like mint condition. And, and I was, and he goes, I want to have a place. Oh, I'm like ready to get him one. You don't even know. The like, one I have I, is really cool. Uh, it's a, uh, it's like a, it's like a doll, but it has a, like, I don't know. Ellen is very good at puppeteering it. It's, it's almost a little bit creepy, but uh, I've, I've it is so, creepy. It's cute, but creepy. Yeah. As a random side note, uh, yeah. if, if you want to try to find him, that Yoda pop I just pulled up. Yeah. I might know a place that has them on clearance and I can go look for you next time I see one because yeah. they were, they were, I, I guess they were delivered late because they actually said the child, not Grogu, his actual name. So they got them when they weren't supposed to and they were on sale for like half off. So I will keep an eye out next time I uh, visit that place. Yeah, I can't say the play to the place because it involves where I work. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But yeah, he's, he would love that. He loves all kinds of everything. And actually it's funny because the photos we have. Oh, I see friends. that. Yeah. And so they're from, I've, I've got Luke and then Yoda's in the middle and then uh, Leia and Han. And it just says, I know underneath it. They, nice. all, have, they mm-hmm. all have words and everything. Um, 
but yeah, it's I got them, and it's from a, a artist that always goes to Terrificon in Connecticut um, that I buy stuff from every year, and so he's fantastic. So yeah, we we have Star Wars stuff already the in bar. the house. Yeah, Lena, yeah. <laughs> actually, I just sent you a link to where you can get it. So thank you. Okay. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to add? Um, I do have one more thing I want to add. Uh, yeah. The the um, new scavenger creepy octopus alien thing. I don't know what the fuck they were. I know you're talking scavengers about scavengers on the Falcon. Yeah. Have we yeah. seen them before? Oh, I, I think those are new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're some creepy. I didn't recognize. Yeah. Like they them. were creepy. Yeah. 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 So, I want to call them Cthulians. <laughs> nice. Oh, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were creepy. Um, but beyond that, like yeah, it, this book wasn't bad. I do wonder if we would have had a different view of it if we didn't start with Vader. Yeah, I um, I wish I could remember which order I read these in originally because I I actually this is one of the few things I was reading in individual issues as well because normally I'm very much a trade guy, which is why I do this fucking show. Uh, but uh, I know. But I was reading these original issues and I. I came to Star Wars very late. Like, I don't think I watched my first Star Wars film until probably I was in high school, maybe. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I was far more aware of Spaceballs than I was of Star Wars. Like, I, I knew Spaceballs inside and out, but, like, Star Wars was... I, I knew what Star uh, Spaceballs was referencing, but I hadn't, like, actually seen it. And um, so, yeah. So, reading this, kind of the, the fresh new take on the story and kind of the exciting adventure part of it kind of reminded me or gave me the feeling that a lot of people describe of like when they were kids and they first saw Star Wars and their minds were blown. Mm -hmm. Like I got a taste of that for myself and that kind of ignited a little extra Star Wars love in my heart. Mm -hmm. So for that, I really like this comic. Um, but I also like, I might've started reading it before Vader. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but like, I do love these comics, but that was definitely something I have very fond memories for this particular volume um, of just kind of feeling that way about it. So this is the first time I've read it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well then that's a good place to start with grades. Todd, what's your grade? Yeah, I give it a B plus. Okay. So that's uh, pretty good. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam? I'm going to go with B plus as well. Again, this is really, really good. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with this book at all. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. We get, a, again, fill in this backstory of a time period where we didn't really know much. Not counting, like, the stuff that doesn't... The bonus stuff, we'll just call it. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's Star Wars. I love it. Uh, it's, it's very, very well done. And it's... I'm really happy with it. It just... I have to go with the fact that we read Vader, which is better. And yeah. as I, I remember very specifically that I was reading individual issues like Brian was, but this was always one month behind Vader. So I kind of like went back and forth. And actually, that was a really cool way to read it because you kind of one issue at a time got to see how they tied together more. Yeah. So if yeah. you've got both of them, it might be kind of fun to read issue one of Star Wars, read issue one of Vader. Two, well, and that's two, how I was originally three. doing it, too, when I was reading them individual issues, which was fun. It was a really yeah, good experience too. that way. I don't know how long it holds up, because uh, at one point in time, I, I stopped reading the individuals and, and just started doing trades. But yeah, that'd yeah. be very interesting. Because very, very much so, the um, they, they do split off eventually. So yeah, there's a, there's a certain point where it very much does branch off, especially in the later Vader series. The later Vader series are very much about his uh, discovering himself, growing in power, and it's his own story, not so much as crossing over with the, the main Star Wars mythos. So uh, yeah, I recommend it. Go read it. Just I would either one, read this concurrently with Vader or read Vader after this. Cool. Sure. And Lena? Uh, I also would say B+. Plus. It's not bad. It's just not um, as good as what we read last week. Uh, your phrase almost reminded me of when I mentioned to, in front of my mother that I was the black sheep of the family. And she said, you're not bad. You're just different. 
Uh, anyway, your phrasing had that pacing. It was kind of funny. Um, I'm going to be a little more optimistic. I'm going to go with an A minus. Um, I really, I have a, a fondness for this book, um, and I think it kind of sparks that that OG love of Star Wars in it. And I think it's a super fun read. Um, and uh, yeah. So next week we are going to be reading the Star Wars, which is going to make this very confusing. Yes. But to my understanding, this is a comic book that is based off of one of the early drafts of George Lucas's script. So this is, um, you know, has space wizards and shit like that, not necessarily Jedi. Uh, so I'm very curious and interesting, interested to read this. Has anybody read this before? So the, what's funny, this is the one that I, at Sully Comic Con, I, I can't remember the name of the place. They always had a huge booth there and every single graphic novel was half off. Uh-huh. Oh, so, I know that. I know that guy, the surfer guy. Yeah. I think it was the surfer guy, yeah. Uh, okay. That that guy's shop. Okay, that guy's shop is near me. His, his actual his real spot. Anyway, yes, I know the guy you're talking about. Uh, so he, whoever it was, it was there, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, you know, I've I've kind of read snippets of you know the George Lucas's original script, and like that's back when it was Luke Starkiller, and it was just completely different. So I bought it, and I guess apparently the one I bought's out of print now. And of course, mine's covered with dog hair and horrible things. But yeah. I've never actually read it, so that's kind of why I threw it out there because I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Kind of where it all came from. Plus, I wanted to read it. So, yeah, of course. Here's an excuse. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's what we'll be reading next week. Um, I don't remember what we're reading afterwards, and I'm not going to look it up. Uh, but we're, we're, we'll do some more. It's a uh, book. It's a book. It's a book. Uh, <laughs> it's a Star Wars book. <laughs> I anyway. can tell you right now. Oh, okay. He's looking it up. Uh, so uh, we're doing Thrawn. We're doing Thrawn. Okay, so Thrawn is a book that I own that I just wanted to read because I haven't gotten around to it yet. So. Um, yeah, Thrawn uh, and then Poe Dameron. Oh, okay, rock on. Two books that I own that I, I, I haven't read yet, so yes. So I get to pull this this trick uh, the, the two weeks after that, uh, Adam. So anyway, uh, cool. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, uh, and may the Force be with you. Bye! Bye. Bye. I totally threw you off, Lena. That what-the-fuck yes. look was amazing. You did. <laughs>